Welcome back to episode 97 of the Block Runner Podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Ironman, and here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, where is Bitcoin headed in this coming bull run? Next, what kind of moon math fits Bitcoin? Then, Coinbase files for an IPO. And finally, MicroStrategy invests $800 million into Bitcoin, among many others. All right, let's listen in. So uh, we were just talking for a good hour, uh, just catching up on everything, and um, that Bitcoin price has been steadily rising, um, just on on cue, dude. It's basically on a on a time schedule. It doesn't care about what else is going on on the planet. It's just gonna. It's time to go up, and it goes up. Yeah, I guess this is just confirmation that like that moon chart is 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 it's the real deal, right? Yeah. <laughs> like that's what we were speculating didn't we like have the, or some i don't know like the sentiment was starting to shift that like these cycles are going to take longer yeah you know like uh as I, I don't know as the market cap grows like the i don't know like the volatility should go down so these cycles should be more yeah. delayed a I lot guess. a lot longer or prolonged prolonged yeah. and a lot less volatility that's for sure um, so, I mean, I guess we're not out of the water yet. Like, this thing could still, like, just completely tumble and correct for the next year, right? It's possible. <laughs> um, but, I think there will be a correction, but I don't think there's going to be a, a year-long correction, though. It's more like it's it's going to be, okay, let's, let's, let's go back in time here for a second. Let's go back to 20. Yeah, yeah, that's literally all we could do, right, is just go back in time and yeah. try and reference what's happening now to what happened in the past. So, yeah, if you do that. It looks like it's just following its its normal rhythm, right? It seems like, like you said, everything's on schedule. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it broke an all time high around fourteen hundred dollars in twenty seventeen. What time? In the very beginning, right? Yeah, in the very beginning of the last uh, bull cycle. Okay. So it it broke an all time high, I, mm-hmm. and I know this chart doesn't show it because twenty fourteen. That's when it hit like a thousand bucks or so. Mm-hmm. And then it broke an all-time high in 2017, about a thousand bucks. Here it goes, and then it just keeps going. Yeah, there's there's four thousand right there, and if if you're listening, definitely watch the YouTube channel for this. Uh, we're showing the chart here. There's six thousand, seven thousand, eight thousand, and then it just like hits nineteen nineteen thousand in like yeah. two weeks, two three weeks. So let's zoom in here. So yeah, that's one, two, three, four, five weeks of pure green candles. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, and and it, this this was like according to schedule. This is what's gonna happen. Like the schedule was at ten grand, and then correct for about two years, which is what we saw in this case. In reality, it hit twenty grand, and then it corrected for about two years. Yeah. So, I mean, we're seeing it like. Uh, I guess this breaking this 20k barrier is it's confirmation to a lot of people I guess right yeah people with uh, the significant people people with a lot of money <laughs> you know I guess we're seeing lots of headlines of big institutional funds like finally starting to pull the trigger or at least announce that they've been pulling the trigger maybe they've been oh, they've, slowly they accumulating it. for like this yeah. past year or two you know but yeah. they're just now announcing it yeah for sure after the 20k has been popped maybe just to like you know, increase their credibility just to make themselves look smarter without any of the downside of, you know, yeah, dealing with all the bear market negative sentiments and shit like that. I don't know. I don't know how these big funds like coordinate their marketing and whatnot, but <laughs> that to me seems like the most sensible thing to do. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe they are just following in. They see 20K pop like, fuck it, dude, like YOLO all in. I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely says, not. I mean, those companies who are buying in now, they've done their research for the past year or two. And yeah. they they probably come up with the same speculative projections that we've come up with in terms of 100K Bitcoin based on moon math. And yeah. uh, I'm sure that's exactly what they're doing. And I don't. Did you happen to watch this YouTube video? This um, this interview with Michael Saylor um, mm-hmm. on this guy's hyperchange. 
I saw parts of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> well, I, I definitely recommend watching the whole thing because he does explain like the, the gravity of what Bitcoin could become. And like, for example, Tesla or Apple just buying a few billion dollars worth and then worth of Bitcoin and then implementing a wallet into their phones, for example, Apple's phones. Mm-hmm. I mean, that can move Bitcoin, just add a hundred billion dollars worth of, of market cap to Bitcoin, just like that. Yeah. And, and adding a hundred billion dollars, that's like an additional, you know, several billion for Apple just by implementing like the, the equivalent of the internet to their phone. Like, like he, he was explaining how cryptocurrency is so fundamentally game changing as the internet was game changing. And it, it took tech companies to take risks on building businesses on the internet and then now you have Apple and Facebook and all these companies who took advantage of that. And and the next wave are the companies who implement cryptocurrencies within their products. And that's going to be, you know, uh, the, the history rhyming in terms of the dot-com boom, mm. implementing internet in their in their businesses. So, so I, thought, you- I thought his explanation was just like perfect. I mean, he, he took six, six to $800 million worth of cash, cash reserves for his company and bought, put it all into Bitcoin because yeah, cash, that, that, cash is a liability. See, well, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's where like the crazy bells start to ring, I guess, because like that's, that's, I don't know if you're, if you're uh, in charge of capital management, I don't think you put all your eggs in one basket, right? No matter how. Well, I how think, confident you are, you know, especially that kind of money. And if it's like, I don't know how significant, I mean, you said that's like their whole treasury fund basically, right? It's probably, that. yeah, it's probably most of it, but I'm, I'm sure they have like two years worth of rainy day funds, like in, in cash. But in terms of having money and, and holding it, you're not going to hold it in cash. You'd prefer to hold it in Bitcoin. That's his point. Or diversify it in like, I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess they are diversified outside of whatever they're holding in cash. I'm hoping. Yeah. Like I'm hoping like the only assets they hold that's liquid isn't just cash. And like, now it's just Bitcoin. Like that's, that's pretty crazy in my mind and in a lot of people's minds. Right. I, I understand what I think is actually going to happen. I think this guy might just be like, He's like the equivalent of like that guy who like mortgaged his house and moved to the jungle, right? Like he's just like yeah. a headline grabber type. Yeah, but story. but look at him but, now. If he's holding the yeah, same yeah. Bitcoin, look at him now. He's he's crushing, right? Yeah. But everybody shouldn't start selling their houses and moving to the jungle and like buying Bitcoin. Like yeah. there's only going to be one crazy asshole who should be doing shit like that, right? <laughs> Everyone shouldn't be this crazy. What people should be doing is allocating like five to ten percent of their you know net worth into these types of assets, you know. Because yeah, because by the time Bitcoin is a multi-trillion-dollar asset, like we're talking about bigger than gold. Gold is like seven or nine trillion. By the yeah. time B- Bitcoin is more than seven or nine trillion, that's when it's probably too late to like <laughs> mortgage your house and like go all in. Because at that mm-hmm. point, like to go from ten trillion to twenty trillion is is asking a lot. But but Bitcoin has that potential to be like. The fundamental piece of technology for for governments, in, in terms of like government monetary exchange or mm-hmm. country monetary exchange, man. But holding one Bitcoin at that point, I don't know. It's it's going to be tough. Yeah. Well, yeah. All, all all I expect to happen out of this is, and then there's like the PayPal too, right? Like they they yeah. allocated some of their cash reserves to Bitcoin. It just seems like a trend will emerge, you know, from so like what, big big Silicon Valley type companies let let me ask you like let's say i mean there's there's a lot of people in the in the crypto space already completely living off of cryptocurrencies right they don't have they generally don't have fiat currencies other than the times where they have to to use it but um that's true at what point do you use bitcoin as a saving uh, as a savings account like completely like what what market cap what needs to happen in your eyes i man in order for you to be like all in on Bitcoin and fiat is like a thing of the past. Well, I guess that's what the whole point of DeFi is, right? So they could become these like custodials of your crypto, you know, but like in a decentralized platform, so you don't have to ever worry about some type of bank run scheme, right? But a future where, you know, all the crypto assets you do hold are, they have 
the necessary vehicles like you do in the real world. You know, you could just park yeah. your wealth into these DeFi platforms. And even if you're only yielding, like, you know, the, the DeFi ecosystem becomes so saturated in the future that you're not seeing thousand percent APYs anymore. You're seeing one, two, three percent. Even that's still good. You know, yeah. like I'd still be content holding all my, all my wealth in crypto, as long as I have these safe, trusted, you know, verifiable protocols to park my my crypto assets into so yeah. that but that's that's the whole point of DeFi, right is to give people that confidence you know but it's so early that yeah yeah i mean i i don't know a risky i don't know what else needs to be developed in terms of like the institutions are going in right that's what i remember 2018 and 2019 that was all everyone would talk about it's like the, the institutions are already accumulating. They're just not talking about it. Yeah. What did they always say? Uh, oh, the herd is coming. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was the saying. That was the big saying. And like the herd hasn't even like arrived yet, but it's starting to for sure. Yeah. They're trickling in one by one. Yeah. You know, I think, I mean, it's inevitable. I would think, I mean, especially now, like, I mean, this is officially like the coming out party for Bitcoin, dude. Like, yeah, there's no hiding from it now. It's all over Twitter. It's trending. I see already, already seeing like rappers, yeah, feeling it. <laughs> you know, all the like all the scary things that that freaked me out from the last cycle. I'm already starting to see them happen. Like yeah. not not at, not at such a scale. So like, yeah, not, like, I think I think we're gonna see a level of FOMO that we've never seen on anything like yeah, this for, this cycle. Sure. I think so too. I mean, uh, it might might even be like a because like the last like the euphoric. <laughs> sentiment lasted maybe like a couple of weeks or something like that maybe like a month or two yeah this might be like a year long of that who knows it could be i mean the like last... i was saying like that's kind of like the point like we should at some point we had to like not be scared of seeing you know the mainstream start to become adopters of this stuff right because that's kind of like the whole point like like this is not supposed to be something that like um, only a small segment of people should be like participating with this is designed to be utilized by like everybody, I would think. Yeah. If this is if this is to become a successful like unit of currency or like store of, of wealth, whatever, this this has implications to everyone who's living on Earth. So at some point we have to expect this to become like part of the normal, you know, part of our everyday zeitgeist, right? Like but still, like the 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 speculator in me like doesn't like seeing that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because that's you know, traditionally, that those are the times when you want to sell, like when people are talking too much about this stuff. You know? Yeah, and, and let's go back a little bit <clears throat> in uh, January 17. <clears throat> so we have a, in January 2017, we had about, it was a $1,100 Bitcoin, right? Say, let's give it a thousand bucks. And I okay. think the all-time high at that point was like 1400 okay. And so, so three months later... We get, well, I think we, we basically break all-time highs three months later in March 2017, okay? Mm -hmm. And then from March all the way to December of that same year, that's when we go from $1,400 to $20,000. So let's say that's a 20x return. So if it was 10000 that's a 10x. So from, from for right now, on Bitcoin's price is at $23,000, Mm -hmm. and it's supposed to go to 100k right the equivalent of 10,000 right it's supposed to go to 100k let's say it doubles that it goes to 200k yeah so that is a 10x return from the previous all-time high yeah so we're going from the previous cycle going from a 20x return to this cycle going to a 10x return like potentially and this and it's already started we're we're if, if you believe in the four-year cycle of Bitcoin, like continuing on indefinitely, then we're three months ahead of schedule, essentially. So we're not that ahead of schedule. Three months is like nothing. Mm. So to do a, a 5X from here for the next year, I mean, it's it's not that crazy. 5X from here. <sighs> so to go from 20, 20 grand to 100 grand, that's a 5X. <coughs> yeah. Over the next 12 months. No, it's not crazy because that's what happened in 2017, right? Because exactly. It went 10x yeah. to 10 grand and then it doubled that. So that's a 20x. It just catapulted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean. <laughs> so maybe maybe it is extending. It's just we're, we're having a little pop right now, but then it's going to calm down to like 
18, 17 grand, you know, in the next couple of months. And then all of a sudden it's, it's on its way to hundred K maybe more. I think that's more realistic or uh, that's kind of like what I'm anticipating at some point, this initial euphoria from breaking this all time high sh should come down. Yeah. I mean it did. So let's look at this. So it went from 14 K I mean, sorry, 1400 to, so it, it lost about, was it 30% here? Mm-hmm. Which is normal. That's yeah. a healthy, healthy so, correction. So thirty percent from now, let's say that's uh like six thousand dollars. So I think between fourteen K and seventeen K is like gonna be another accumulation zone. Yeah, I would expect something like that too. Maybe like all the way till March or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Because but that and that's what happened and then in, in twenty seventeen and then that's I think when altcoins started to, especially Ethereum, yeah, started to pick up steam, you know, like yeah. Uh, so let's 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 go back to Ethereum's chart. Okay, let's go to the same time frame here. Let me zoom in a little bit. Um, you gotta really zoom in on this one. <laughs> Look at that. So this one only goes to 2016, but um, well, that's okay. We just want to know what happened early 2017, right? For Ethereum. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, so so here we have March. Here it is, March 2017. It's at $50 or so, 20 to $50. And then <clears throat> it goes, damn, to 400 bucks. Yep. How much is that? that? Was, That's a uh, 20X. Yeah. So it did 20X from March to June. Jeez. <laughs> Pretty ridiculous, huh? Yeah. And then it's like, it chills. That's about 75% losses right there. Well, I think that was like a, that was the Dow hack, wasn't it? Oh yeah, you're right, dude. Yeah. So the Dow hack brought things back to reality for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but really, it was just like an it just formed like a really nice bullish pennant, you know, for some continuation action like towards the end of the cycle. Yeah, like, that's true. But it, yeah, usually like Ethereum doesn't have its big moves until Bitcoin like settles down, you know. Yeah. So Ethereum has its own little rhythm too. Like it's not as well established yet because Ethereum's only one cycle old. Now it's like reach reaching into its second cycle. So we'll see, man. Like we'll see how this thing moves. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's go back to December 17. So in December for Ethereum or in December for Bitcoin, this is 20k Bitcoin right here at Ethereum's at four to five hundred dollars, four to seven hundred dollars. Yeah. And then once Bitcoin calms down and goes to like 17K or 18K, then it starts to take off and Bitcoin, I mean, and Ethereum hits its all-time high at 1400 bucks. So what you're saying is if this were to repeat or rhyme, we would have, damn, it's, it's, it'll be a while because this is, this is like the peak of Bitcoin and Ethereum is barely at four to $700. Yeah. <clears throat> So it could be a while, man, before we see Ethereum like breaking its all-time high. Potentially, but I mean, <clears throat> what's the harm in waiting, dude? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we had we got no choice, right? Yeah. All we know is like you have to expect it, just because we know fundamentally Ethereum is like a it's the platform, <laughs> literally. That's that's everything is happening on Ethereum. I mean, there's others out there that has some activity, but. <clears throat> I mean, if we're looking for any kind of like catalyst, it, it's going to happen in the Ethereum ecosystem. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. DeFi and whatnot. So, <clears throat> I mean, there's other ecosystems emerging like Polkadot and whatnot. That, and uh, maybe like, you know, wax for NFTs. We see NFTs are really jumping on that wax bandwagon. So yeah. I guess you, you can put wax into that category of what EOS? Yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I believe so. So there's activity happening outside of Ethereum, but. I mean, more than likely, they're not going to kickstart any kind of like altcoin cycle. It's got to be Ethereum, dude. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So if you're looking to put your money into something, I don't know, with a lot of upside, but also like a, a lot more of a safety net, something you know is going to stick around and not go away anytime soon. It's, I think I would think it's Ethereum. Yeah. Right. Just because we know Bitcoin's already like super overbought in the short term. I think. Yeah, I mean, what's wild about Ethereum is in like in the beginning of 2017, it was like at 10 bucks, a few dollars. Yeah. In the same year that it's a few dollars, 
It goes to fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah. So I think that type of run up that you, you witnessed there, I think you're only gonna see that in the in like the emerging sectors of DeFi and NFTs and yeah. whatnot. Like, you know, there's the only potential like, you know, so we used to speculate back in the day, like, oh, you'll never see another Ethereum. I, I don't know. I don't think that's true. I think there's other Ethereum. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, Chainlink has has a chance. I mean, because they're they're providing a fundamental piece of technology. Yeah. With oracles. Um, but <clears throat> here's a good question, though. Had you bought at twenty bucks worth of Ethereum, right? Say a thousand dollars. At what point do you sell, dude? Like, what what's the <laughs> what? Yeah, the, yeah. There's no way that you, as a sane person who buys in at a thousand bucks for uh, at twenty dollars for Ethereum, a sane person holds until there's like a fourteen hundred x return. I mean, it's possible. I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of people who are still holding. You know? Yeah, I guess. Like, I guess if like, they're still holding, yeah, I, I, you're right. Like you're still up bigly. If even to this day, you might. Yeah, you you could have cashed out. But let's see, those people are playing the game correctly. <laughs> you know, the people who bought Bitcoin when it was a dollar and they're still holding, right? Like the Roger Beers and the Winklevoss twins and people like that. Like, yeah. I don't think they're bothered. They're wasting their mind space with like trying to catch these swings. You know, yeah. I think they just they, they bought their positions at the perfect time and just held on to it, dude. Like, hold on. God damn it! I don't even want to. I don't want to bring back that meme, dude, because I hate yeah. that meme. <laughs> yeah. hold, hold on for dear, dear life. life. Yeah, God, I hope that doesn't come back. But I'm sure. Yeah, it but will. <laughs> dude, I mean, we've had several podcasts talking about this very specific topic, and we said it makes no sense to hodl. Yeah, because I mean, if this is all you do, then yeah, exit. <laughs> you know, you could do that. You could time the market if you have confidence in your. I don't know in your projections. I guess. Yeah. But all I'm saying is, you know, those people who bought a dollar Bitcoin and they've been holding ever since, like, I don't know. I think, I mean, you're, 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 you're riding just as pretty as you would be if you're like trying to catch these like ups and down movements, right? Like, yeah, there's, there's chances you can actually really fuck yourself by doing that. And a lot of times that's what happens, you know? So I don't yeah, know, man, because... I'm definitely an advocate of the buy and hold strategy. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good strategy. It's just, um like it's just hard yeah it's hard to get past the the uh i don't know i I just don't know if it makes sense to hold like ever like forever dude (laughs) i just don't know if it makes sense i don't know man it's like it's like those guys who bought apple stock dude like in the 70s yeah or 80s or whatever the fuck like if you just bought and hold from back then you're still holding you know you're 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 doing fine dude (laughs) you know it's never a bad idea dude like it's never a bad thing to like not sell, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I, guess- I did some, I did some quick math just to throw out some numbers out there. So if you had bought a thousand dollars worth of Ethereum at 20 bucks, that's 50 ETH. Mm-hmm. And then 50 ETH had you sold at the top, which is hard to do. Right. So this is, this is not a, a realistic scenario, but had you held and sold at the, at the very top, you would have made 70 grand from a thousand bucks. Yep. Which is like, uh, that's a salary. That's a reasonable salary, right? <clears throat> and yeah. obviously very lucky. So this is like an extreme, extreme scenario. Mm-hmm. So then this savvy investor sells for 70 grand and then waits until there's a good stretch between, let's say, September 2018 to May 2019. Yeah. That's like several months of trading between $80 Ethereum to $200 Ethereum. So this is okay, this seems like a reasonable entry point, right? Anybody would say that, right? You don't have to be a savvy investor. So you you buy in at let's say 100 bucks because you're that good. So now you have what was it? 700 ETH. Yeah. Right? And then yeah, let's yeah. say this plays out Ethereum does a 5x from its all-time high. So let's let's just give it five thousand dollar ETH. That's three and a half million dollars mm-hmm. that you would be holding at seven hundred ETH. Yep. See, that's if you're like the perfect, perfect. Now, like, yeah, perfect. Yeah, this is like the, the extreme you're the perfect trader. Yeah, yeah. You know? This is like this would never happen. But but my point is that if you had held at fifty ETH, 
I mean, you're you're looking at fifty times five thousand. That's two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So you're comparing three and a half million, which is a perfect trader, to two hundred fifty thousand dollars, which is uh, I bought in early and I'm still hodling. Yeah, you just don't you don't um, bother with the you know you can just forget about it. Yeah, for for the rest of your life, you know, just move on. You don't have to stare at charts and you know pay attention to what the the sentiment is, all that shit, right? Yeah, like so. I mean, that, that's kind of like what you're weighing there. Is this? So, what else did you do in that time? <laughs> <laughs> you know, did you accrue more value out of you know to cut to make up for that three million dollars you could have lost by focusing all of your attention onto this thing? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's kind of like. More than likely not, right? More than likely he didn't, you know, recoup that three million potential realized gain he could have got from, you know, swing trading this shit. So I don't know, man. Maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe, maybe the wise thing is supposed to be like you're supposed to be swinging this whole time, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, just obviously, finding your entry and exit points, you know. Like I already have one in my mind. Like, I think like a hundred to hundred twenty thousand makes the most sense to me for Bitcoin. Yeah, totally. More than like more than likely it's gonna shoot way past that, yeah, right? I totally I, agree. But whatever. To me, like that's that's good enough. And if it doesn't end up getting there, maybe it corrects once it hits seventy K and never goes back up. And I like totally fucked up. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. That's the that's the risk. <sighs> exactly. That's the risk the guy who's been holding yeah. this whole time doesn't have to like deal with that that stress and like that these these thoughts, you know, like living in the what ifs is like it's always bad for your health right (laughs) your mental health like you want to be in that state of like total bliss like you know your mind is just clear just like good energy only yeah yeah yeah. that's what that guy who's buying and holding you know he's chilling there's a reason why warren buffett's like almost 100 years old and he's still chilling you know but but he buys and holds (laughs) so so we have a little bit of history that we can go off of because you know, Ethereum had no history. It just kept going up, right? And people didn't know that maybe Ethereum is worth 10000 or maybe it's worth more than Bitcoin, right? Nobody uh-huh. knew, like, what was happening here. So it's hard to know. But but now that we have, like, price targets, like, once Ethereum is all of a sudden, like, five grand or six and a half grand, that's a pretty good time to exit. Like, even if it gets to ten grand or twenty grand like you're still solid yeah yep and then you could you could like you said you just have the patience to wait for that next bottoming out probably like around 1500 1200 bucks or something yeah and then grow your stack for the next cycle yeah you know exactly it just takes incredible patience man incredible discipline and like you got to be aware of this you just have to form your own strategy ahead of time and stick to it that's all you can do, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's not that we're advocating trading because we're definitely not financial advisors. However, this is all about doing your own research and understanding like what's happening. Yeah. And um, I mean, if Bitcoin goes up, it takes the rest of the, the market with it. Just it mm-hmm. just there's a little bit of a delay. Yeah. So, yeah, but ultimately, yeah, this is just the Bitcoin show for I don't know how long. Maybe yeah. like a month or two, but yeah, and- I'm, I'm more looking forward to what's happening. Like once Bitcoin shuts the fuck up, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never been a Bitcoin. Like I've, I, I, I think I've never bought Bitcoin probably in my life. Like, I mean, you bought it in 2013, right? Well, yeah, 2014. Just 2014, yeah. Just because like that was literally like all that existed back then. That was, I thought, yeah. but no, I, I bought it with the intention of buying an altcoin because even back okay. then, I had it in my head. That's right. Like, That's right. Like, oh, I missed the boat on Bitcoin. I need to like catch one of these other, you know, alternate currencies that has more potential, right? Yeah. But you know, and it ultimately didn't happen. But that that mentality still sticks in my head, you know, because I am one of those guys who like I, this is my life. Like I spend all my time in this space, yeah. you know. So yeah, I I don't have the luxury of just like buying Bitcoin and just like going to a beach and just chilling yeah yeah yeah. you know actually like you kind of have to like make your money in this space in order to do that you got to get in the trenches you know yeah for sure (laughs) you got to catch like things before anybody is like aware of them you know yeah and so like i think that's the information eventually like we should aim to provide you know i think we have i don't know (laughs) like we've been covering the nft sector a lot like i said i think 
if you're if you're looking for that that type of growth you're seeing on this ethereum chart from what is it two bucks to 1400 bucks or whatever yeah you're only gonna get that from i think like the DeFi and nft sector and a lot of y'all listening already understand that you guys are already like you're probably deep just as deep or if not deeper than we are into that stuff you know it's a DeFi, so, yeah for sure yeah because most of y'all who are listening to us we're all like seasoned veterans at this point so we know how this market works like we we all recognize bitcoin's just you know it's the show for the normies right like yeah, that's yeah. just not that cool <laughs> yeah like we, we we've been there done that we've seen it all dude like bitcoin it's just just bitcoin doing its thing but. I, I think i think though for for the veterans in the crypto space i think they should consider bitcoin as more like a savings account because i don't think bitcoin's useful for any other means besides storage yeah and i think let's say you're let's say you're a good trader right you're reasonable um and you're and you're making your trades in the alt space altcoin space and i think some of those profits let's say 10 percent of those profits or whatever should go straight into bitcoin just to to hold mm. because when bitcoin's done like we're talking about a multi-trillion dollar asset and it's not even like breaking a sweat yeah 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 so yeah, so uh, yeah i don't think bitcoin is good for trading like the swings i mean it is now now that now that they're like introducing introducing like uh <laughs> i probably shouldn't even say this but uh like like uh, le- like margin trading and shit like that on some platforms like oh, leverage yeah. trading leverage trading yeah it's starting to become more prevalent and even in the DeFi space i see a lot of projects looking to decentralize you know the like the options trading for for in the cryptocurrency space yeah. like that's a, that's like a fundamental service like the traditional finance sector kind of operates off of like look, look at robin hood success they they're blowing up because all of a sudden retail traders have access to these like intricate complex financial tools like options you know you can and it's basically like much riskier <laughs> trading yeah. you know you're, it's a straight up gambling but like a whole culture has emerged from it you know if you go to wall street bets dude just a bunch of degenerate gamblers like you know yolo buying puts and call options you know that expire within the week yeah yeah and like most of the time they just lose all their money right i know i i myself bought into that dude i i, I gambled like all my funds away <laughs> on robin hood <laughs> yeah, yeah. but that's gonna come to crypto too and when it does <clears throat> things like trading bitcoin are gonna be like much more sexy to, to these people right? yeah i see what you're saying because when bitcoin is trading at an average of 50k there's no retail investor that can like just jump into this and make any reasonable amount of money unless yeah. you leverage trade yeah to where like a one or two point percent swing in bitcoin's price can still yield you like a huge sum of money but you gotta like up your risk yeah with with these like with these uh you know this leverage trading platforms, but I've seen out seeing them out there. And I definitely want to do more research on them because I, I understand the significance of, you know, of, uh, of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like we, we saw what happened to BitMax, dude, or is it BitMax or BitMax? I think it was BitMax. Dude, like that shit was huge until like they got arrested or whatever the fuck happened to Wait, that guy. What, what happened? Can you, what was it that happened? Well, why he got arrested? Yeah. I mean, I think he just didn't abide by, you know, SEC regulations and eventually they like caught up to him. And I think he's like on the run now or some shit like that. I forget, but it's along those lines. If you guys remember that story, it happened like three or four months ago. Yeah. (laughs) You know, post that in the comments because it was kind of hilarious. That guy was like, (laughs) you know, he created this BitMEX exchange where people, they had access to these, like I'm saying, margin trade um, services where you could, I, I think he might have gone up to like 200x. I'm not sure. Maybe 50x leverage. I don't know. So I guess, yeah. If you don't understand what that means, it's like you put in a thousand dollars of 50x on margin, right? It's like, like you, it's 50. like you have fifty thousand dollars basically. That's right. So, but then like if the price of whatever asset you're speculating in, if it goes down like more than two percent, I think, then you get margin called. You're liquidated. Like your 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 call option has expired. Then not, now you owe them like a shit ton of money. <laughs> Some shit like that. Well, I think you just lose your your thousand bucks, right? Uh, I, I see. I'm not 100 percent sure. I think I'll, I think when you borrow, you're 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 liable to pay that back. I believe it's like borrowed money. You know, hmm. I think maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. So correct me on that too. I also. think I think it's like I, I yeah I, I don't know. Uh, we need to be we need to look this up a little bit more. But 
I think it's more like you put in a thousand bucks at fifty x leverage, so you're yeah. like fifty fifty grand. And yeah, yeah, yeah. as soon as it goes down two percent, your thousand bucks is gone. So they just made a thousand bucks off of you. Potentially, yeah. I think that seems like it'd make more sense. It's just that, yeah, because a two percent swing like happens within an instant. So yeah, if you're crazy enough to take that risk, you know, you just lose your principal balance. But I don't know, man. Something like that. But regardless, yeah, you're gonna start to see that a lot more. <laughs> And these protocols are being built for people to do that, you know, Damn, just crazy. like, just like, just like how you can use Uniswap to, you know, do these non-custodial exchange uh, transactions. You'll be able to do the same thing yeah. in the DeFi space. So definitely look at that. <laughs> but yeah, so that's whenever Bitcoin will be really sexy as a trade because Bitcoin is pretty predictable, dude, <laughs> as we see. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's literally following everything like you, you like all the meme lines that people have been drawing, they're working, which yeah. is kind of mind blowing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause like me, I always like to bet against what the herd is calling, but in Bitcoin's case, you don't want to do that. Cause I don't know. Somehow the herd is always right, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking wild. You know? Yeah. That, that brings me to, uh, was it moon math? <clears throat> uh Oh, here comes the, the rainbow chart, dude. Yeah, it is. Here it is. It's been a while since the rainbow rain, rainbow charts featured on our show, dude. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're still in the blue, dude. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. So right here's the 20k um, all time high in 2017, and we broke that pretty easily. Um, and then here's so here's 100k. This dark line right here. This is 100k, and the year is 2022 or at the end of uh, 2021. Mm -hmm. Like if it follows the same four year cycle, this is when it will reach hundred K or maybe 200 K, which is like a little blip up here. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, man. So it's, it's, it's less likely to reach the reds and the purples like it, like it did last time. But man, if it does, we're looking at, I don't know. What is this? Yeah. Two, every line is a hundred thousand. So we're looking at, there's a hundred, here's 200,000, and then here's th 300,000. Really? Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah, man. Who knows, man? Who the fuck knows? But that's that's pretty wild to think about. <clears throat> but yeah, at that point, in order for these things to happen, for sure, institutional money has to be at play. And we're already starting to see it slowly trickle in. So, I mean, it makes sense that Silicon Valley at some point is going to jump down to this bandwagon because it's like right up their alley, right? <laughs> yeah, it should this be. This is like, yeah, this is like tech. This is like tech money. How the fuck Silicon Valley is not like dude, falls for deep real. into this? For real, I, dude. I don't understand. But yeah. I guess because they're, they're too busy, like, you know, making stupid amounts of money on the shit that they produce, right? Like, yeah, in, I mean, in, we got several trillion dollar companies now. Exactly. Yeah. The, the Silicon Valley is having their own bubble, you know? So yeah. <laughs> They don't need to concern themselves with like this internet money bubble that's on the verge of happening. But at some point, it, it, it will. It, it's going to permeate into their culture too, if if not already. You know, I'm sure there's a little bit of like blockchain presence in Silicon Valley, but not so much because like blockchain is kind of like working to kind of like tumble that establishment, right? Silicon yeah. Valley's control of everything, so it makes sense that they're not necessarily like jumping the gun to you know. <clears throat> ride the ship this is more like of a global uh yeah transfer of it's like to me I, the thing i like about blockchain and crypto and stuff like it it, it evens the playing fields like no, no longer like governments and like big institutions in charge right it's like now these yeah. protocols allow like doesn't matter where you are in the world like you could still you could have access to it you could use it you could benefit from it and it's you accepted know. by everybody just because it's not run by any government. Yeah, exactly. The nature of it. Yeah. So like that's that's the true like vision of this whole thing or mission, I guess. So that's where like when I see things like Coinbase, you know, launching an IPO, like it doesn't really get me like super wet. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like I get it from the point like, yeah, I should create a Robinhood account and I should like load up a bunch of cash get ready for that ipo right but, yeah but man like what is that going to do for the space like like it's, it's just to me like that's just the opposite of what we should be focused on right yeah uh, if you're like a true crypto head you know like if, if you want to yeah i think there's a place for that though i mean it, it yeah. you buying 
Coinbase stock is not you saying that you vote for the traditional systems to like succeed. It's just you saying, I think Coinbase is going to go up in appreciating value and I want to take advantage of that appreciation. That's it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You, you just know, like, yeah, <clears throat> you just know, man. Like I can already hear the narrative from like a mile away. Right. Like, like we saw what happened with Tesla and yeah. other like <clears throat> other like sectors within the traditional market that have their little growth cycles, speculative growth cycles, you know, like Tesla is supremely overvalued when it comes to like fundamental earning yeah. value, I guess. But so the stock market is already demonstrated. Like there's, there's, there's a sector of investors that don't give a shit about the fundamentals of whatever it is they're putting their money into. So Coinbase is probably going to fall right into that category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think like, about in the grand scheme of things, Coinbase is going to become like, I would say, I don't want to say Apple, but like, remember when Apple <laughs> IPO'd, I mean, it was this huge deal, but it ended up obviously working out because Steve Jobs was like, I don't know, some, some genius uh, coming back to Apple and like fixing the company. But, uh, but Coinbase I don't know if it has the same staying power as Apple might or as Tesla might. I think Coinbase can be unseated as the on-ramp to cryptocurrency. I don't know by who, but since they're the only ones, I mean, well, it's, by, it's by a, DeFi, right? Well, no, there still needs to be a there needs to be a fiat to crypto on-ramp, and I don't know if mm-hmm. DeFi can do that because then they have to deal with KYC and all the regulations, and then. Think about the regulations that a DeFi pro- project would have to do for each government and each country. Like that, yeah. it's just not, it's not doable. Mm. So there's going to be some centralized on-ramps throughout the world, right? And Coinbase is going to be the United States. Some other organization, maybe Binance, is going to be for every other part of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they, they have like a huge burden to deal with like government and institutional regulation. And that's why Coinbase, I think... <laughs> I think, I mean, I think so I just convinced myself that Coinbase has some staying power because yeah, of the regulatory. Yeah, if if the fiat to crypto on-ramp 100% never evolves past, like, us having to go through these, like, regulated gateways, yeah, then, yeah, for sure, it has staying power. But if somehow we can get around this, this like, yeah, burden. I don't, I don't think you can, dude. I don't know, man. Don't say, don't say never, man. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> I can't say never, but I can't visualize a way where you can get around i mean obviously you can give somebody a cash for their for a transfer of bitcoin right over the counter stuff right but uh i don't think that's like scalable you never know man hopefully the DeFi boys are working on that very thing right now (laughs) we'll see yeah i i don't see it happening dude i mean that's my that that would be my bet that's the bet that i'm making i don't think that's going to happen uh, I think there are going to be centralized entities like Coinbase, like scattered throughout the world, that fixed the regulatory part in the on ramp. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Coinbase IPO is going to be very, very good investment, which is not investment yeah, advice. Yeah, it's more than more than likely like this space doesn't get around the government grasp. You know, it's just it's too powerful. Yeah. I'm already hearing things about like you know MetaMask and like other foundational like crypto tools <clears throat> pretty much like will cease to exist without like abiding by you know whatever the regulations that are set upon them right because the government wants to keep track of everything you know so yeah i mean i, I don't know it's just it's tough dude but yeah yeah it's, regardless it, it, yeah it's good for the space for sure yeah the, the only thing i wanted to talk about was um the the all-time high the previous all-time high at twenty thousand. <clears throat> We might if, if let's say this chart, this moon math chart holds true. Right after twenty, the year twenty twenty two, we are not going to see a twenty thousand dollar Bitcoin ever again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. This is the 20- oh, according to that. Yeah, according to that rainbow. Yeah, because this is <laughs> this is COVID, right? This That's is COVID. so ridiculous. Dude, we're fucking looking at a rainbow, dude. And yeah. We're like, <laughs> like follow the fucking rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, dude. But how but, is how is life not a meme, dude? Yeah. It's right. This is too much for me. So, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, $20,000 is going to be potentially like uh, an all-time low for the cycle. Potentially. If, if there's another pandemic, right? Another <laughs> pandemic-sized dip here. And what'd you say? What year? Uh, 2022, or a little after that. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah, potentially. Uh, <clears throat> more than likely, you won't see like the bottom probably to like 2023, I would guess. Yeah, some, yeah, you won't see like... The absolute bottom. The absolute bottom. Let's say it goes to something crazy like 300 grand. Well, look, it dipped It dipped below the blue. No, I know. That's, that's Oh, that was the, COVID. Yeah, that's COVID. Oh, I see what you're saying. And this, okay. this is just a natural dip. <laughs> this is 20K. This is when we started the podcast about right here. Uh-huh. And then we saw 14K, and that's when we were talking with um, Frankie on stream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we had like a correction for another year. And then here we are. <laughs> Here we are, dude. Good and, times are coming in hot, dude. <laughs> About fucking time, dude. Holy shit, what a grind it's been. Yeah, it's definitely been a grind. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's good though. Like we got to experience the pain. Like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's been painful, but we definitely kept yeah. ourselves occupied during we, this bear market, dude. It's funny. Without we, a doubt. We recorded the the entire pain cycle of this this run here. <laughs> That's right. The entire existence of our podcast has been like during the most painful existence yeah. of like <laughs> of crypto. Like the despair phase, you know? Yeah. Where it's just like accumulation, accumulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, now things are starting to pop off. Yeah, the tone of our podcast should increase, right? We should be yeah. happy, boys. <laughs> we should be fucking thrilled. But for some reason, I'm still not, dude. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. Maybe when we get into the green, or no, no, into the oranges and the reds and stuff, like, holy shit. Like, See, that's when it gets scary is, like, when when do you pull the trigger? But, I mean, I mean that, shit. That'll, that'll be fun times, though. Wait, so scroll back in time? It's always It's always been, like, in the red, right? So we got red. Holy crap. Yeah, look at that. What the fuck? So okay, so there's there's a, the very beginning super high peak outside of the rainbow, yeah. <laughs> and then it seems like over time these peaks are getting lower and lower, right? That's that's what you said, right? Yeah, they're, they're getting lower and lower. Yeah, yeah. Let me zoom out. Uh, they're touching yeah, this. Yeah. So so if this, this one might end like in the yellow potentially. Yeah, yellow, right? orange at the best, which is like a hundred hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of like what I'm expecting. Yeah, exactly. So that might actually be what happens, dude. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> See, but but this holds true. The volatility gets smaller and smaller. Yeah, man. I mean, that makes sense to me. Like, uh, but yeah, everyone's of course hoping we have another one of these like ridiculous pop through the rainbow moments. And no, like, no, 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 definitely not. Yeah, I don't see that either. So. Whatever. Yeah, like I, I mean, said, I have my strategy in mind. I have my pull-out moment, dude. I'm pulling out <laughs> like around 120. Yeah, this is just... So this is not like... There's no mathematical reason why there's a blue here and there's a purple up here. It's more of yeah. a band of range <laughs> of Bitcoin is going to be on. <clears throat> but the true logarithmic or um, yeah regression path actually uh, constricts. It starts large and then it constricts to a smaller range. So that's why you're seeing this like huge volatility start to calm down because, because the, the, the band constricts. And so mm-hmm. ideally, like, I mean, if this were to get updated, you would see like the purple over here and the blue become closer and closer as time goes on. Oh, I see. So, so yeah, you, you just have to like, like read between the lines. <laughs> Uh, to understand like what's what's actually happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I would I would stick between the yellow and the and the the light orange. Like that's that's where that's where it stops. That's when the music stops. Potentially. Yeah. But that, to me, that's it's good enough. I'm content there. Yeah. And then yeah, and then we could we could all go to the next bear together. It should be a lot of fun. <laughs> we just start more businesses at that time then. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where we are yeah. uh, two years in the future or whatever. <clears throat> should be interesting. Oh, did we even talk about the IPO or just like... I mean, I we, like... we slightly talked about it, but yeah, the, the next topic was a Coinbase IPO, but I think we covered pretty much everything here. Like, Yeah, Coinbase is, is going mainstream, dude. <laughs> Coinbase CEO issues a warning to investors about Bitcoin risk. I mean, he's that's sort of like the regulatory like requirement to issue that risk. Yeah, like the meme approach, like don't buy meme, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> don't buy Bitcoin as everybody buys Bitcoin. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get that. That's why I always like, I couldn't believe the fucking Litecoin guy got away with what he got away with. What, what was his name? Charlie Lee? Yeah. 
Like he went on CNBC and said the exact opposite of that. He's like, buy Litecoin. It's Bitcoin or it's, it's digital silver. Yeah. It was like, you can't go wrong. And then, and then, it, <laughs> and then, and then he dumped. Went, and then he dumped like a week later after that CNBC appearance. He's like, all right, I'm selling boys. I, I got my money. I'm out. He's yeah. like, I'm warning the rest of you. Everyone else is about to do the same thing, basically. And we didn't listen, dude. Yeah. <laughs> didn't we listen. didn't listen. <laughs> Definitely listen to Charlie Lee, dude, because he's got the inside scoop of like who's who's going in and out of this bitch, you know. So, I want, what's happening with Litecoin? Is it is it like a dead project? It's just coins. Hey, just... Litecoin's just it's just as useless as Bitcoin, dude. Like yeah. it doesn't do anything. <laughs> like Bitcoin is fucking useless, dude. It doesn't do a goddamn thing except you know exist and act as a vehicle, you yeah, know, for for wealth, which is fine. But yeah, what, what's gonna happen to Litecoin? Not a goddamn thing, dude. It's just sitting there waiting for people to put money into it. So basically, it, basically it's the equivalent of actual silver. <laughs> True. Exactly. Yeah. So it works. He so he was right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was actually correct. You yeah. know? So maybe that's why he didn't get in trouble. But I don't know. At the time, I just I was mind blown when I saw that on CNBC. He's like, what? <laughs> you know? Did you actually buy any Litecoin? I think I did at one point. Yeah, I caught. I think I did because like after it was like immediately after Bitcoin hit its all time high and it started correcting and like ultra popping. Yeah. Like XRP exploded, Ethereum, like everything was exploding like one by one almost. It was like in unison. Yeah. Like yeah after yeah. one would have a huge run up, money would exit into the next one, and then I got in a Litecoin because it was like the last one to get that. Yeah. You know that attention. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Pump. So and that was it. I just gambled on that off of that observation. It was like, well, everything else already pumped, so might as well buy Litecoin, you know. Huh. And it actually turned out to be okay. It worked out. That's interesting. Yeah, man. So we'll see. There's gonna be a lot of <clears throat> a lot of speculation here in the next twelve months, dude. That's for sure. It's gonna be a lot of gambling, basically. That's gonna be my life for the next twelve months. I'm just gonna become a full time gambler, you know, on these crypto <laughs> assets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should be fun, <clears throat> and you guys will be here along the whole ride. Yeah, for real. <laughs> you know, but so I'll be talking about my speculative plays, but I won't be recommending them to anybody else. You know what I mean? <laughs> These are just my, my yeah. moves. Yeah, I mean, um, so so this guy uh, Brian Armstrong, he says, uh, warning to a Bitcoin investment, and then at the very end of the article, he says. Ultimately, Armstrong tells people not to do anything too rash during the moment of exuberance. For, and, a, and then the quote says, For those who believe in the potential of crypto, we also all have to believe that we're still in the very early stages and, that's, and that there's a lot more to come. So don't invest or don't go too crazy in buying Bitcoin, but there's a lot more to come. So buy Bitcoin, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> very crafty, these Coinbase fucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, dude. They're like they're just like everybody else, dude. Like you know. Yeah, they they are. <laughs> Pump the bags without pumping the bags, right? Yeah. So whatever, dude. Let them do their thing. Cause yeah, you're right. They are the on ramp. So <laughs> the better they do, I guess the better for all of us. So fuck yeah, it. Yes. <laughs> Who knows what kind of products they'll come out with in the future. Maybe they'll actually do something <laughs> like interesting with all that money they're gonna get, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how interesting can a fucking exchange get? Like, what are they gonna do? Open up new courses? So like, it's like a new crypto course. Like, yeah, I don't fucking know, dude. It's just an exchange. Like, come on now. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll see. We'll fucking see. All right. Well, that that covers everything we wanted to talk about today. Uh, man, we got man. There's a lot of stuff going on in Decentraland. I, I'm losing track. True. So uh, uh, yeah, what's going on? <laughs> so yeah, let's run run it down. So basically, Metazone Corv built a claiming process already for wearables, and that's been tested out with a few people, and it, it went smoothly. I didn't see any complaints. Um, people were able to claim the wearables after winning them in the game. Uh, mm -hmm. We are opening that up to the community to use as well. So if you have a smart contract with wearables and you want people to claim them, you can use Metazone to do that. Um, <clears throat> what else? Uh, what do you mean? Like, so what do you have to do as a, so the, the owner of the smart contract has to give us operating access of that smart contract so we can, 
I guess, mint on their behalf. So mint to, there's a function called mint to, and you can mint to an address. So people who are claiming a wallet will use that mint to address so that they can mint that wearable and that NFT will be sent to their address. <clears throat> so then in order for like, let's say like WonderZone wants to use the platform, then we have to like custom create like a wearable interface for them so that their yeah. customers can interface with and select whatever wearable they want to purchase. You know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Interesting. <clears throat> well, let's see if that comes. Yeah. for the that's, Yeah, that's right. So Ethermon most likely will be next in line to utilize this uh, and Corona zombies, of course. Right. Yeah. The Ethermon, uh, then Corona zombies. Yeah. We want to, we want to onboard more creators out there because, um, <clears throat> well, ultimately that's what we wanted MetaZone to be, right? Like it's, it's, it should be like the onboarding platform for the metaverse is what we want it to be. So yeah. in order for that to happen, if you're creating content within the metaverse, you, it, you should be able to easily distribute it to your user base. Right. So MetaZone is building the tools to facilitate all of that. Right. So yeah, the versus page, it's very infant stage right now, <laughs> like super early prototype, basically, of what it can be. And there's only two users currently, mm-hmm. Corona Zombies and Ethermon. So <clears throat> eventually, like this whole list of verses sh- should be, you know, infinite, Heavily, right? Yeah, populated. <laughs> yeah. So this is gonna be pretty exciting to see the development of that. There's going to be a lot of shit going on next year, dude. It's going to be wild. Yeah. But ultimately, it's getting us closer and closer to like becoming a legitimate NFT minting platform, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then uh, people will be able to use the same process to claim their meta NFTs. And then, of course, once they're NFTs, and you can trade them anywhere you, you trade regular NFTs. Um, and on top of that, creators can come and submit their, their creations into MetaZone and use a smart contract to mint those NFTs. So hmm. all that stuff is coming. Um, I'm thinking about other stuff that's going on. There's gonna uh, be. We got a, did we ever get a confirmation on the the? Not this. We I think we're planning an event for this weekend for another Corona Zombies PVE event. But there's after yeah. that. We oh, have I need a, to I need to talk to August uh, to delay our event mm. by a week just okay. to to make sure we have enough time to implement everything. Because we got, man, we got some new weapons. We got a new layout for the PvP. And yeah. uh, and then Decentraland is going to help us, like, put on, like, a good show for this PvP event that's going to be happening in about a week. Okay, hell yeah. Yeah, we should record a separate podcast or whatever just talking about that stuff. Because these are all new releases that are about to get dropped. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we definitely need to highlight that because, <coughs> what's it called? I mean, this is pretty big, man. Like, it's pretty big investment into this. Like, Corona Zombies all of a sudden has like a lot of uh, capital inject injection going into it. You know? Yeah, for sure. It creates to create like the actual assets of the game first. You yep. know? So. Yep. It's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how the community receives it. You know, like whether this is kind of like this was attempted before in the past with like you know older game titles, but they never really delivered past like 2D uh you know nft representations right like this is the first i think that i could think of outside of wearables where it's like an actual nft that's being deployed into central land agreed that's it i, I can't think of any other one that's successfully done it yep. you know yeah which is kind of crazy to me i can't believe nobody's pulled it off yet <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i kind of understand because it takes a lot of money you know yeah. and so, we're, we're like this close to like yeah. actually making it true i guess ethermon but even ether yeah so, I guess Ethermon would count, yeah, because they have an NFT that's now a 3D, like right. playable, yeah, yeah. playable game. Yeah, so Ethermon is definitely the Kickstarter to all of this is like bringing 3D uh, NFT assets into Decentraland, and, so and it's because they they came prepared, right? They had the NFTs, they had the 3D models, then and then all of a sudden MetaZone came out, and now they're using MetaZone to like disperse those that content to players and yeah. and, and landowners, so. Yeah, that's right. It's just like a perfect kind of like situation for Ethermon. Oh, yeah. By the way, now that we're talking about Ethermon, can you like briefly explain what this airdrop is all about and like how do you participate in it? Okay. So this airdrop is going to be uh, a grass meta. 
for every single landowner out there, and it's going to be based on ETH address. So if you want to gamify this and split up your district into like thousands of individual parcels to get a thousand metas, then that's what you'll have to do. However, yeah, this is an airdrop for all landowners. They get a free um, grass meta. And what this grass meta does, it, it spawns new Ethermon. And it spawns this like battle uh, NPC where you battle this particular like slug, I believe. And, and it's just to increase your experience points on your Ethermon that you're battling with. So it helps you. Um, you still there? Oh, yeah. It helps you. Um, so gain that experience points, eventually evolve, and, you know, have a better Ethermon battle, I guess. And then on top of that, um, so it'll spawn new Ethermon that people can go to your land and capture that Ethermon. And any action that occurs on your land, you as a landowner collect these marks. And these marks are, I guess, a data, database token, but eventually they're working on making it into a, an actual cryptocurrency. Um, they're, they're dealing with a lot of like regulatory issues to make that happen, but it's, it's just a formality. So they'll get through that and then there'll be an actual token that landowners and players will receive. So they're called marks. Um, I think that covers it. And so, and then on top of that, the more grass metas that you have, the more often that these things will spawn and more likely people want to play on your land. So the more grass metas that you have, the better. So you'll be able to purchase this after the airdrop as well to kind of stack your grass, if you will. Uh, for some reason, I, I can't hear you, I man. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, my bad, dude. I was muted that whole time. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, that was a lot. Uh, I, you and I didn't know, like, there was that much going on with that grass meta. So we definitely need to do a better job of uh, explaining the grass meta. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I, I did not know it was going to be that intricate. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think they have a, they have a medium post. I think explaining all that as well. Yeah, for sure. So if you definitely if you wanted to like know the nitty gritty details, go to Ethermon's medium and look that up. But yeah, it's exciting, man. It's cool because it's a new airdrop mechanic that we're kind of like. Yeah, it's cool because you'll be able to claim it, and um, uh, I guess an. an Oh, an important detail to this is once you claim it, you have to deploy before the end of the year to actually be able to claim the NFT. <clears throat> wow. So you got to get on that, dude, because the year is winding up quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the snapshot is December 20th. Go ahead and claim it December 20th and then go into MetaZone and deploy it onto your land. Oh, so it actually has to be on your land, not just claimed? Yeah, it has to be on your land. So you have to deploy it on your land in order to claim the NFT. Otherwise, you know, like, otherwise, <laughs> once we move MetaZone's platform to be only NFT, if you don't have the Grass Meta NFT, you can't deploy the Grass Meta. So the, the stipulation is once you deploy the Grass Meta onto your land, we'll have a list of deployed Grass Metas, the ETH address. That list will be able to claim the NFT later on once... Once everyone can claim their NFTs for for MetaZone, does that make sense? Yeah, holy Toledo's, dude, that was complicated. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of steps to memorize. But yeah, definitely go to their Medium article because you need to know all that, all those details. So, and it's free shit, right? Airdrops are it's free, right? Yeah, it's free. Yeah, yeah, man. If you want to participate, <clears throat> definitely figure out those steps. Just rewind will a few times and take notes of every <laughs> single step you need to do, you know, yeah. and do it because I mean, free NFTs, like those don't come around too often. Right. Yeah, but, that's right. But in this case, it's uh, if you have, if you have space in your land, you know, especially if you have an Ethermon meta already on your land, like this is a no brainer um, additional component to like, you know, servicing the Ethermon player base on your land. Yeah. Basically. And ultimately it, it's supposed to bring people to your land. So, I mean, if you yeah. want, if you Especially, want people to visit, yeah, yeah. that's what you yeah. do. If, yeah. Basically like you, you're, you're claiming your rights to host like essential fucking game functionality for, yeah. and you're going to be able to do that for free. So like whatever else you have deployed, even if it costs you money, like it should benefit, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Especially if you own you to mod metas, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, this is a game where you you'll be able to walk around to Central Land and find random Ethermon to catch. 
Like, how yeah. cool would that be? That's the whole. That's the whole thing, dude. That is the whole thing. <laughs> and then on top <laughs> of that, they have their own district that they're about to launch. Like, I think early 2021. So, uh, dude. And then the central games, like, dude, <clears throat> their market cap is like over three million dollars. Yeah, the central games is crushing. Yeah. So at some point, there's going to become like some awareness to like, yo, okay, the central games, depending on how how hard they crush it, let's say they're thirty million dollars in a couple months. Holy shit! Let's just say, you know, yeah, it's which is very possible. Oh yeah, for sure. And then all of a sudden, that's going to grab the attention of like everybody who's <clears throat> paying attention to like the DeFi and NFT space, which is a lot of money, a lot of people. Yeah. Then they're going to see what the fuck this Decentral Games Casino came out of Decentraland. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Decentraland was a dead thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, apparently it's not. So, you know, then they're going to come investigate and see what else is being built in Decentraland. They're going to want more yeah. investment vehicles to, you know, jump onto. So, yeah, look forward to Ethermon's new token and all that shit. Hopefully, shit. we have one out in the future. So, you can look forward to that too. Yeah. We'll see. <clears throat> but yeah. essentially, we'll all be playing off one another in this ecosystem, right? Yeah, like absolutely. Yeah, everyone should be able to like you know succeed together. Yeah, the more big contest, the more content that's out there for Decentraland, like Decentral Games, we got Wonder Zone, got Ethermon, and we got Pirate Showers. We got all these like creators out there making stuff. The more they pull in more people, the better for everyone around them. Exactly. So that's that's how economies are built, dude. That's right. You know, Silicon Valley isn't just (laughs) Google. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> Google's popping because there's a whole fucking sector of innovators and tech companies, right? Like, yeah, and they're all they're all thriving together. You know, they built that ecosystem, that That's economy. Right. That's right. So let's see if we can replicate that success here. You know, we'll yeah. see. But, so yeah, all right, guys, all right. Uh, let's call it here. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Block Runner and at Metazone IO. Um, yeah, man. Let's let's keep this train going. Hopefully, you guys have been hodling since uh, we started this podcast. If you had been, you would be up pretty five, bigly five x. Yeah, yeah. Literally, if you bought whenever we were talking about buying, like you're chilling yeah. now. So you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, guys. But congrats though, for real, because yeah. those those type of returns don't come around too often. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Totally. Like even myself, dude, I definitely did not <clears throat> reap full benefits of buying in at that time. You know, yeah. somehow I fucked up. <laughs> but it happens. Anyways. But yeah, anyway, uh, thank you guys, and we will see you next week. All right, we're out. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at theblockrunner.